I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, Please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group. We are Jobs Podcast. This is Chad Chance, the co-founder of Next Move Group. Today we got Roy Baker with us. He's from Opportunity Florida, the Economic Development Director. So, Roy, welcome to our show. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate you having me. So you're in one of the absolute most beautiful parts of Florida, but it's still rural. So you make sense for a lot of manufacturing. So why don't you tell these folks a little bit about your area? Well, we're in the central time zone. We're in our western state capital, Tallahassee. Our region is 10 rural counties, and we're designated by the governor as a rural area of opportunity. There's three such rural regions in the state of Florida. We're a public-private partnership. We have some private sector members. We have some public funding that comes through a staffing grant. And we work with these 10 rural counties. Some of them have dedicated economic developers. Some of them have county employees, and one of them has a volunteer. So we do what we can for technical support, data-wise, experience-wise, and then marketing support. So I'm the guy that goes on the road to visit urban cities with our marketing team from the region, because a lot of the rural counties don't have the money, but we do what we can to get business to Northwest Florida. Well, talk about some of the new industries that surfaced over the last five years. Most recently, we've had a uh, company move in here called Probes Unlimited, and Probes makes wiring harnesses for all sorts of sensoring devices from refrigeration equipment to deep fryers to parts that go on the SpaceX capsule. If you've got a green egg grill at your house, there's sensors in that. So uh, they're Pennsylvania-based, and Florida's Great Northwest, our partner organization, generated a lead, got them here, and they ended up in Bonifay, Florida, and overwhelming success amount of applicants that showed up for the jobs, and they've been extremely pleased with the production level that Northwest Florida has given them. Over in Jackson County, 
we've had the opportunity to get an Amazon last mile delivery station. And it's one of the first ones in rural communities. And it's kind of a test area. But, you know, Jackson's happy to get that. And then down on the coast, most recently, our friends in Gulf County have done some work on the Staten Island Ferry and some uh, U.S. Coast Guard cutters. These is work done by Eastern Shipbuilding in Panama City at the port. They will do a majority of the work and the finishing touches get done over at the port in Port St. Joe. And the biggest thing about this, Chad, is it's re-energizing a port that's been closed for a period of time. This port now in Gulf County is applied for and is in the application stage of getting a Triumph Gulf Coast grant, which is unique to the eight counties that touch the Gulf in Northwest Florida. That is money that's been awarded to this region from the BP oil spill episode in 2010. And the dredging of that channel at Port St. Joe will really help that port and it'll open up a rail line that runs all the way from I-10 through four rural counties down to the Gulf. So that's exciting for us. It's a big deal. Can you think of any one event that's kind of changed the course of the region in the past few years? Well, as a matter of fact, back in 2018, Rick Scott was governor in Florida, and a group from Jackson County spent about two years talking to the governor. They had closed a school for boys here in Mariana, and it was under a Division of Juvenile Justice. And the state wasn't going to do anything with that, with that land or that school. And the county petitioned to get that land back. And we're talking about 1,300 acres. And the county originally gave it to the state back in 1900. So the county just basically said, hey, we'd like this back. And not only did the governor give it back on his last cabinet meeting in December of 2017, the state awarded the county a $5.8 million Florida Job Growth Grant to help develop that campus. They have designated 650 acres as the manufacturing park. They have a US EDA grant for building an anchor building. They have a Florida Rural Infrastructure Grant to put in the uh, infrastructure to the park. And it only has to go about a quarter of a mile, but still, you know, they got the grant to do it. They got 260 acres that's zoned residential. And probably the diamond in the whole thing is they're developing a school for autism, for transitional training center for autistic young adults that age out of the school system in the state of Florida. That was delayed because of Hurricane Michael, but they're getting up and going. They're expecting their first class at the beginning of 2022 in the spring. So that's a, not only a regional thing, it's regional for the Southeast United States. That's a big deal. Now, if I remember, you're from Southern Florida and now you're in the Panhandle. So how'd you end up up there? In former life, I worked for IBM for about five and a half years and IBM decided to get out of building industrial computers. I was in that line of work because I had industry experience in motor freight and they happened to be building a palm top and a laptop, iPad sort of a tablet for uh, some motor freight companies and they hired me just for industry expertise. And when IBM decided, well, we're gonna get out of that line of work and go in services and software, I was just part of 100,000 people that lost their job back in the mid 90s and uh, 
you know, a little bit later, year or two later, I had a job opportunity in Northwest Florida to go in the restaurant business. So I moved up here and transitioned up here and did restaurants for about three years with some great partners. And then uh, the textile industry moved offshore in the uh, late 90s. You know, in small rural towns where you have somebody like Russell Athletic Wear as your main employer and they decide to go home or go offshore, people just close their wallet and they quit eating out at restaurants. So I got out of that business and uh, happened to be a mortgage broker also at the time and moved into economic development as a uh, revolving loan fund manager. So that's how I got to Northwest Florida. <laughs> well, I think I told you, I'm actually looking at a place over there. So if I live in Florida six months in a day, I get to avoid the state income taxes. So I'm looking real hard at that whole <laughs> Pensacola to Destin area. So, uh, we vacation over there every year, and I just love it over there. I'm probably going to end up becoming a Floridian before this is all said and done. We were happy to have you here. You're picking a great area to live in. It's not too rural over there, but when you go north off the beach, you'll find rural areas in those counties over there, too. So That's right. Well, tell us, what do you really love about your job? I mean, considering your background, what gets you up every day now, ready to go? Well, first of all, I work for a great boss. He recruited me to come to work for him, and we think so much alike. He's been in economic development for 20 years, and it's great to come to work because I've got 10 rural counties. I know what I do each day can impact them in a very positive way, and so I do my best to try and help them. I love seeing the look on their face when they call me and they say, well, how do you do this? Or I need help doing that, and I give them a solution, you know, we'll be in a meeting, I'll be on Zoom and I'll give them a solution. And you see their face just light up. And like with Probes Unlimited, when we get that situation where they do a grand opening, you know, I go to the grand opening and I just stand on the side because my job's done. I've helped them as part of the team to get the company here. So it's exciting to be there and do that. And again, just satisfied being a part of the team that helps bring some of these people here or help some of our existing companies expand. We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners. Be right back right after this. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my buildings and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most, it works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other builders and sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo and see if this can help your community have more success. So take us back to when you were 10 years old, right around South Florida. What did you want to be when you grew up? And let's compare that to what you ended up. <laughs> well, I'm nowhere near what I wanted to be. You know, I was thinking about being a 
carpenter because my dad was a general contractor and he built custom homes. And this was down in the Boca Raton Lighthouse Point region of South Florida. And, you know, he was building homes that were 3,000, 4,000 square feet. You know, he was working for doctors and lawyers and everything. I started working during the summers with him when I was about 14. So, you know, I saw him all the time growing up doing this work. And we'd go to the job and say, well, you could see something happening little by little each day. It's kind of like you work on a project in economic development. You got to put in the heavy lifting to get to the finish line. The same thing of building a house. And somehow, Chad, I got lost from 10 years old. And I got off to college at Florida State and I was real good with numbers. So numbers and business management came into play and that's the road I went down. Well, we got to talk a little football. Y'all had a big win over Miami Saturday. So you think Norvell's got it? My best friend's the biggest Florida State fan in the world. So I follow y'all closer than you might think. Well, I read an article about a week or so ago. Terry Bowden was talking about talking to his daddy every morning, Coach Bobby Bowden. And, you know, they chit-chat and everything. And Bobby's always told, you know, Terry and Tommy as coaches that the first place you got to win is in the locker room. You have to get the mindset right. And I think Coach Norvell has done that. The other thing is he told him, he says, when you start building your team, he says, you know, you're number one. You may get beat bad. And he says, you're number two. He says, you'll lose close games. And he says, you're number three. You'll win close games. And he says, about year number four, he says, you look to dominate people. And it just struck me all of a sudden. I said, dude, you know what? We're in year number two. We're losing close games. We may win some, but he's got the locker room thinking the way he wants them to think, and they are playing their hearts out. Yeah. Well, I was actually at Willie Taggart's first game. Y'all played Virginia Tech on a Labor Day night, and my buddy Kenneth drug me down there. And all the way down there, he told me how bad Florida State was going to win. And we left at halftime. Y'all got so far behind. Um, He's on board now that you beat Miami. That was a big win. And, you know, Florida struggled. I think you can beat Florida. If you beat them, then I think that's going to be a good season for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, name a few habits that you think make you successful. Do you get up every day and do the same thing over and over? Is there anything that kind of keeps you into a task-oriented mindset? Yeah, Chad, I do. I really am kind of a creature habit. I get up in the morning and take care of my pets around the house. I get out on a 30-minute walk, and part of that 30-minute is my prayer time. Then I kind of sort out near the end of the walk what priorities I may have today, what comes to mind. When I get to the office, I'm reviewing priority items I have to do today and what I have to do tomorrow. So something really doesn't sneak up on me. We subscribe to lobby tools, so I'm reading legislative news. I may look and see where's the governor doing a press conference today and things like that. And throughout the course of the day, I try and do some news reading, either national and in the industry, and then try and consider how it's going to impact our region as a rural community and our part of Northwest Florida. And usually at lunch, I picked up this habit you know, from my dad. I usually eat lunch at my desk. I don't go out to lunch. And so at lunchtime, I may have on a podcast. I may have on a webinar. I'm trying to catch up on stuff because I learned so much off, you know, your podcast and, you know, some of the programs that you guys have done, like the ED 101. And I just try and stay up on that because this is all something I can share, 
not once, but 10 times, you know, and again, that's my job is the people I work for in these 10 counties, they don't have access to that. They don't have memberships, the next move group or lobby tools or some of these other things. And they don't have Chimera Job CQ or Esri to pull data and stuff like that. And that's what I do for them. So I try and keep up on stuff. We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners. Be right back right after this. Hello, everyone. Gabby Molise here to highlight this week's Executive Search Spotlight. This week, we're going to spotlight the Wenatchee Valley Chamber of Commerce seeking a new executive director. For those of you who are unfamiliar, the Wenatchee Chamber of Commerce is located in Wenatchee and East Wenatchee, Washington. The area is a growing hub for all North Central Washington, serving a population base of over 250,000 people. The Valley economy is closely tied to the Seattle metro area, and they are only a two and a half hour drive or a short 20 minute flight over the beautiful Cascade Mountains. The region is a really beautiful area surrounded by mountains, is an easy sell, and offers the perfect balance of a larger city with the relaxed and friendly environment of a smaller town. Pay will be up to $115,000 based on experience. Applications are due tomorrow, Friday, November 19th at noon Pacific time. So to learn more, visit thenextmovegroup.com slash Wenatchee or contact Brittany McCoy with the Next Move Group with any questions. Well, for our Florida listeners, Roy's got me speaking at the Florida, is it Economic Development Conference or Rural Economic Development Conference in St. Uh, Augustine in December? So Yeah, it's like the Florida Rural Economic Development Summit. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be at St. Augustine. I might bring my golf clubs. We go to St. Augustine. You got to play sawgrass. So. Well, you know, that conference is at the World Golf Village. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. I, it's on my schedule, but I didn't know that. So, yeah. So, that's where Jack and Arnold and Gary Player, they all got a course, right? Yeah. Yes, I got did. to meet Gary Player one time when I was working in the Woodlands, Texas in college. Gary Player designed a course, and they picked like three of the guys to caddy for him for two or three holes, and I got to caddy for him. So that was a pretty unique experience. But he's got one of those courses at the World Golf Village down there. You bring your clubs and get ready to play. That has a beautiful course. Next door to the course is a restaurant called Caddy Shack. You want to guess who owns that? I can probably guess. <laughs> <laughs> We always seem to find a meal there and everything, but there's two premier events that we try and get local elected officials to. One of them is the Rural Summit. The other is an economic development symposium that's been hosted in Northwest Florida for a few years called Gulf Power Symposium. That now, you know, Gulf Power has been uh, bought by Florida Power and Light and the Nextera Group. So Florida Power and Light's working with Gulf Power on that symposium. We get those elected officials to that and our organization provides scholarships to these elected officials. And if we get them there, they learn so much from people like you and other people in the industry that they start understanding what their local economic developers are going through. And it just makes our partner's job easier when they need to go and they say, well, you know, we need to invest in this infrastructure, or this or that. and all of a sudden they start understanding what all it takes to do the job, you know? Right. Well, as we sort of wind down, what would you say is the best piece of advice you've ever received in the industry? Well, probably two different pieces of advice, you know, fortunately 
one of the first things I got to do here in 2017 was our friend Melissa Medley and Grace Swope at Vision First lined us up a trip to the Gold Triangle in Mississippi. And Joe Max Higgins, you know, taught us to prepare our infrastructure and get our workforce ready now. And uh, he also said, listen to the prospects and they will tell you what they need and provide ideas how you can help those companies and they'll just be your best friends. The other thing is my current boss, Richard Williams, I told you, has been in this business about 20 years. Richard's not only is the executive director for Opportunity Florida, he's the executive director for Career Source Chipola, which is a regional workforce development board. So when we sit in a meeting with a prospect, Richard's got the workforce hat on, I got the economic development hat on. Richard doesn't sit there and start telling them what sort of training programs we have for them. Richard's basic philosophy is, it's not the programs we have, it's about what you need. So if you tell me what you need, that's the direction I'm gonna go and I'm gonna work my hardest to get you that. It's not about selling them, it's about helping them get the door open and get in business, you know, the best we can. Well, Roy, as we wind down, tell these folks your website and uh, y'all can go spend some money in this part of Florida, but uh, they also take industry. So there's a lot of big companies over there, more than the person would think, considering how much tourism y'all have. That's correct. That's correct. Our website's www.opportunityflorida.com. It's all spelled out. Again, we're just an hour west of the state capitol. We're in central time zone. Light manufacturing and logistics are our strong points with uh, value-added agriculture. Again, it's shocking what we have here in the back rural areas of Florida. We can't touch the salt water, but we sure can touch your life because if you want to eat and you want to drink beer, we grow the stuff here to get it done. <laughs> well, that's a good way to end. Thank yeah. you, Roy. Thanks, Chad.